Welcome to The Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to The Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you at the top of your game professionally, but feeling burned out, or finding it hard to focus on your goals, or unfulfilled personally? Or are you in transition, simply juggling so many things, you find it hard to take care of your own needs? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate the four universal superpowers— These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated, and they include awareness, intuition, action, and acceptance. Toward the end of the show, in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers, and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to live a well-woman life. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. This episode of The Well Woman Show is brought to you by Collective Action Strategies, supporting organizations that support women and families, and by Well Woman Life Movement Challenge Quiz, your resource for living your best life. If you're in burnout or major transition, this is your time to figure out what's holding you back from making the changes you need to make in order to live your fullest, most joyful life. The cause of all of our challenges, personal or professional, can actually be rooted in the lack of internal superpowers and or external supports. Our Well Woman Life Framework tells you which stage of the Well Woman Life Cycle you're in and what to do about it so you can truly live your best life. You can find out more at wellwomanlife.com quiz. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication. And for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. Hello, hello, well women. It's Giovanna here, coming to you on my kids' first day of school. I don't know if how many of you are also <clears throat> going through that, but uh, it's like, how many reams of paper would you like? Yes, have all the supplies you want take my children. (laughs) Um, No, we've had a great summer, uh, but it is really nice to get them off to school. And they're excited about it. So it made me think about, you know, people say, oh, it just goes so fast. Can you believe they're in first and fourth grade? And um, I, you know, I've reflected on that a lot over the years because people say it so much. It's like, it's a real thing, this, this business of how fast time flies. And I wanted to kind of research that and get to the bottom of it because so many people say, you know, they wake up one day and they're like, where did the last 20 years go? 
or you know how is my kid in high school and I think that it's something that happens to everyone um, and if you're not mindful about your life and your time you do wake up and say oh my gosh what happened um, and so I think it's it's a practice of a lifelong practice of being mindful and uh, and not having regret so you know not not regretting uh, missing the time because actually you you didn't miss it you did have the time it's just that maybe you weren't as mindful of it as you could be and so when we really integrate a mindfulness practice into our lives we sort of remember the moments better and, and that's really the only way I, I can think to explain it in terms of how I have uh, have dealt with that and I'm super excited because we are going to be delving into this topic at the Well Woman Life Superpower Retreat in September um, we're going to talk a lot about awareness and acceptance uh, both of which really require a, a deep, you know, um, alignment with mindfulness. And we are going to share tools and, and uh, different things so that it's not overwhelming, but so that it's really manageable in our busy lives because we're all incredibly busy, not just with our families, but with creating... Um, you know, good in the world and providing our service in the world. So um, if you haven't checked out wellwomanlife.com slash retreat 2018, definitely check it out. We have amazing speakers lined up this year and I'm super excited about that. And on the show today, I have Jody Amen, who is going to talk about crushing self-doubt another fine topic for the well woman life community and another topic that frankly we talk about and dig into at the retreat um jody has been a uh, therapist for 20 years and she shares with us today her take on crushing self-doubt and gaining confidence and i think you'll really enjoy it so stay tuned for jody amen I'm speaking with Jody Amen this morning. Welcome to the program. Thank you. So, Jody, as we heard in the introduction, you have been a psychotherapist for over 20 years, and you uh, have come out with a book that we'll talk about. Um, and you're doing lots of different things. I wanted to start off by asking you, uh, what are you working on, and how does it impact women's lives? Well, I'm, I I see myself as somebody who inspires hope for people that things can change, that things don't have to stay the way they are. Because I think a lot of people, the biggest problem is we're stuck. We're stuck in feelings of fear or guilt. And um, we really don't know where to turn. We're kind of going around in circles in a lot of ways. And so through my YouTube channel and through my books, I try to give people an understanding of what's going on so that they could see the way out. I think that's my biggest um, mission in life. 
Okay. And so how do you, how do you do that? Oh, like I said, so through my YouTube channel, um, books, I'm a therapist, psychotherapist. So I work one-on-one with people also. And so just through social media, anytime I could get that message out there to really help people understand what's going on in their minds, I'm, I'm up for it. Hmm. Okay. And so, um, do you work with men and women or do you have a specific focus on women? Um, actually, no, I work with, I work with all genders and all ages, except for a lot of times women are just more apt to go to psychotherapy, um, and more interested in development. I think because we're kind of coming to this time in our life that we're kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, of everything going on and, and we're really looking for a change. And I really see women as you know, a lot of strength to carry that burden, to kind of be leaders in this area of making these changes that we really need in the world. And so um, my message is quite often to women because I know that they could pick up that torch Mm -hmm. and and I, I, you know, I have a lot of hope in them. Yeah. And so a lot of times uh, women deal with something that you talk about a lot, which is self doubt Mm -hmm. um, and just, really, you know, lacking that sort of inner confidence and trust in themselves. Can you talk about that? And, and, you know, in, in your, the way that you talk about it to the people that you work with and how to like, what is self-doubt? Why do we have it? And what do we do about it? Okay. So the biggest reason why we have self-doubt is because we have these, we have a culture of social norms that we have things that we have to measure up to, you know, so we have these expectations to be young and pretty and perfect and the perfect mom and successful and rich and uh, gorgeous. You know, we have to be like these perfect people, the people that you see on social media and we're constantly comparing ourselves and finding ourselves less adequate than everyone else we see. Because we don't see their insecurities inside. We see their outside, which seems so confident and happy and great. And we think we're the only ones that are different. And so that um, comparison, when we constantly are inadequate and failing to be, you know, uh, okay, normal, whatever, we just fail to be enough. And so that really creates a Petri dish for self-doubt to come um, in anything we do in the future, because we don't have much faith in ourselves when we think we're inadequate, we don't trust ourselves to handle things. And so the, anything we try to attempt, you know, that doubt comes up and, um, it stops us, stops us right in our tracks. Yes. Yes. That happens a lot. And mm-hmm. so how, how do you, what do you suggest to women, in, you know, to sort of overcome that? Well, first of all, if they're aware of it, if they see that because we are blaming ourselves, we think we are the problem. Like we're weak, we're depressed, we're insecure, we're, we have low self-esteem, and we don't see it as a cultural ph- phenomenon. And that could take a little. So when we see it's ourself as the problem, then we just are harder on ourselves and judge ourselves even more harshly, and the whole cycle continues. But if we saw it as a cultural problem, then we could challenge some of those expectations that we have. We could say that's ridiculous. Being perfect is unreasonable and it's, you know, it never gets you anywhere trying to be perfect. Um, it just causes suffering. And we could kind of decide not to 
compare ourselves like that anymore, not to expect these high things and, and take those expectations down to realistic things and have a lot more compassion for ourselves. Um, so that's the first thing is understanding the context of it and then having more compassion for yourself. And that's a, that's a huge step forward. Mm. Yes. And awareness is such a big part of, of any, uh, you know, addressing any problem, right? Exactly. Exactly. Because we say why, yeah, we get so distracted by the why, why are we like this? Why are we like this? Why, why is this happening? And it's freaky too, because we don't know why we're anxious or having panic attacks. When we don't know why that's happening, it's, it's even more scary and, and it just increases the problem. So if we could explain to people, this is why you feel that way. Exactly. Then they're like, Oh, it takes the mystery right out of it. And, and it takes that whole distraction of this why out of it and the negative self-judgment that comes with it, and they could go forward in healing. So awareness is huge. I agree. Yeah. Um, I have a, a framework that I use in my work in, in the Well Woman Life community, and awareness is the first step. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And yeah then, we have to see our fears to get rid of them, too, you know? Yeah. And then the second step, the second stage in, in my framework is the is intuition. And so I think that you probably talk about this as well, maybe in different terms, but um, really building that self-trust and uh, tuning into your inner wisdom and knowledge in, exactly. order, in order to overcome, you know, yes. whatever the challenge is. Exactly. Yes. I do teach spiritual principles that help people align with that inner wisdom. And it's, um, it, it kind of, it, it settles us and calms us and makes us more, much more content. Like we understand the world, but then we understand ourselves and our response to it. And this world's not so scary if you practice those things, if you start to trust yourself. So I agree. Well, so Jody, do you have a, uh, an example of like a daily practice that people can use uh, moving forward if they're challenged with this? Yes. Um, okay. You know how, you know, when you, when someone hurts your feelings, you kind of go over the conversation in your head over and over, like you tell them how they hurt you and, you know, you, you get their response. They feel bad. They, you know how you do that in your head after someone hurt you and you can't, it's hard to let go. Cause you just keep going over it and they, you can't believe they hurt you. And you're like, what did I do wrong? What did they do wrong? Well, you know, we, we have so much judgment about that and we just want to let that stuff go. Sometimes you just want to let go of those negative feelings um, and those hurt feelings. But because we judge ourselves for having them, we're kind of like keeping them, you know? So like, you know, when we start thinking about it, like, oh, I'm thinking about that again. Why am I thinking about that again? And um, instead, if we were more understanding, this is where that self-compassion, this is a great practice for self-compassion if whatever we were thinking, when we became aware that we were thinking that negatively or that thinking of that event again, if we kiss our hands and touch our heart, just like that, I love this gesture because it's kind of throwing compassion at yourself. So whatever you're feeling and you become aware and you say, I understand why I feel that way. Like I understand why it hurt. So instead of judging, you're doing the opposite. You're, you're having self-compassion um, by touching your hand and and then you distract yourself. You just kind of go into the task at hand. And if it's back into your mind, instead of saying, I didn't let it go, I thought I let it go, I didn't let it go, you do it again. 
you kiss your hand and you touch your heart and I'd be very, very gentle being like, Oh yeah, I knew it would come back. I understand why I feel that way. You kiss your hand, touch your heart, um, and move on with your day. And that is an excellent practice for letting go of some of these feelings and learning how to have compassion for yourself. It could really change your life in a lot of ways. Okay. So that is one of these great examples of a practice that you really have to remember to do it in the moment because it's in that moment when you're thinking those negative things that you have to actually do the thing. So it's not like, Oh, I'll just get up every morning and do this and and it'll be okay. (laughs) Yes. And of course there's those ritual practices that you should do every morning. Uh, I love journaling because sometimes meditation is hard for some people. If, if it is hard for you, I suggest that um, you do like guided meditations because you get a story to kind of hook your mind to. But um, but journaling is something, it's an activity, and there's just a lot of research on it, especially if, if you've been through trauma or you're trying to, or you're confused, you're trying to figure it out. Because when you write stuff down, you become a witness of yourself. It takes you back a little bit out of the chaos of what happens and helps you have another perspective of what's going on. And so if you wanted that daily ritual that you get up and do every morning, I would suggest grabbing a notebook that you do every day. Um, some people like just put three pages down every day, just, just get it all out. Um, sometimes you could do it around a event or like what's next. Or you could have some prompts for yourself. Like how do I get closer um, you know, to my wisdom today or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, but journaling is just something that could be for it could be for anyone, anyone could do it. Um, making lists or writing in um, paragraphs, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. That's mm. something that I often um, talk about just getting just just getting some writing done. is always mm-hmm. good. Um, Jody, we're moving into the segment called superpowers for success. And so I want to ask you a few questions. The first one is what does success in life mean for you? I think it means being content, you know, being able to take risks, not being content and not, that doesn't mean you're not taking risks. You're grabbing opportunities and adventures, um, not necessarily being attached to the outcome, but rejoicing in the good results when they happen and enjoying the ride no matter what. Um, success in life for me is good relationships, making sure you surround yourself with people who lift you up. Cause I think that's the biggest key to a happy life is having good people around you. And it's really important to me to make a difference to other people, to give back to my community, um, give back to my family, um, you know, and myself too, like listening to my inner voice and, you know, staying, um, bringing in things in my life that make me happy. Yeah. Nice. Um, when did you know you were really good at what you do? Um, well, I will talk about psychotherapy. I think it's when I was in college, I, uh, my roommate, I remember my roommate was talking to a friend of hers, which I think was going through a breakup. I don't remember the problem at the time, but she was saying, you know what? You really have to talk to Jody, my roommate, Jody, cause she'll know what to tell you, <laughs> you know? And so it was a kind of a, a defining moment the people had noticed that I was someone who you could tell your problems to and I, I could help you. Um, and I started, you know, I went to school for social work right after that and you never turned back. I love it so much. I, I think it was, you know, so I was quite young and realized that people just want people with them holding their hand, walking through life with them. And the best thing you could do is be a witness for someone else's life, you know, reflect back the good in them. 
And was there a moment when you, uh, without someone telling you that you were good at what you do, that you knew, like that you felt it, it, you know, in your beings? Well, there's probably like dozens and dozens of times. One that's coming to mind, and it's definitely not the first, I apologize, but um, one time, you know, dozens of times sitting with clients when they are having a huge transformational healing moment, that happens to me too. Like there's a huge transformational healing moment for me. And I remember this one time, this woman, we were actually sitting on the floor in my office because it was such a sacred um, and deeply painful story she was sharing about losing her daughter. And, um, and in my, I can't remember what my responses or what exactly we were talking about, but I just remember both of us crying on the floor in my office and what the hardships I was going through that week were completely gone. Like they were healed in that moment of healing her. And I felt like this is, this is what is going to change the world, even in these little moments. Mm, Love that. Okay. And Jody, what is a personal habit that you, that contributes to your well-being, so that you can be and do all of the things that you do in the world? I'm an avid reader. I'm like a student of life. I love to learn things. So I don't know if it's reading is the skill or it's just learning things in general. <clears throat> because I also consume books by listening to audiobooks or I watch videos. But I am a. I think our brain and our spirit wants to learn. And so I will always continue to learn and keep myself charged up, um, happy, excited about life, moving and, um, and embracing more and more, you know, the more I learn, the more I could change things or affect things or, um, be part of it, I guess. Yeah. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Um, I'm looking at my notes here cause I'm talking from my, I know I had something there. I think, I think as a listener, I think it being a good listener because that's what you know, we, we talk so much and we talk at people so much. And I think a lot of times when I'm with girlfriends, so I'm not at work in my, my capacity as a therapist and I'm with girlfriends and someone's talking about their life, the other women are jumping in and saying what happens in their life and, you know, jumping in too quickly. And I kind of wanted them to back off because it's time for us to be listening. This woman who's talking about her story really wants to share um, I think that stands out that, you know, all along I had this superpower of being able to listen patiently, not try to fix things right away, knowing that people just need to be listened to. Mm. Um, and, and I guess, yeah, I had it since I was quite little. I, I really listened. I stopped and observed and listened to people much, much more than I spoke. And I think I learned a lot about people that way. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting because it, it, you know, people sort of underrate listening, I think, (laughs) sort of like, oh, listening, yeah, anybody can do that. But actually, um, it takes, it takes a lot of uh, patience and um, focus to really listen and not, you know, not be like constantly thinking about what you are, uh, what you're going to say in response. So that's a really great one. Yeah. When people start talking, we kind of fit it into the matrix of how we understand life. We're, you know, right away, we're listening and kind of being like, 
fitting it into how we get things. And if we just listen for a while longer and let that matrix of what that person is saying just unfold, then our minds we could deconnect in ways that we would never be able to before because we could really understand something from someone else's perspective. And I think it's really powerful. Yeah. Okay. Jody, what advice would you give your younger self like 10, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, definitely not care. I know it's going to be cliche, but just not care what people think about you. You know, I think that we spend so long when we're young, really caring what other people think. And and as we get older, we realize that was a total waste of time, not only a waste of time, but really caused a lot of suffering in our life. Yeah, it's so interesting, though, because how, how do we actually empower younger people not to care you know, because it's sort of like we have to go through it in order to realize and learn from it. But how how do we actually empower younger people to to get there, you know, faster so they don't have to go through the pain of <laughs> of caring what people think all that time? Right. I think that I think inviting them to be a witness again, like invite them outside the chaos of that story. They, you know, yes, they're still developing their prefrontal cortex. So there's some concepts they're not going to get even if to the well into their 20s or well into their 30s, but still they could get it a little bit to their extent that they could get it. And um, it's important as early as they can. And so if they could see the story through somebody else, uh, it's quite easier than seeing it through yourself, you know, because you're kind of too close to it. Yeah. And so that that helps. That's how I work with my daughter when I'm trying to help her with these tougher concepts like what matters and what doesn't matter and why people are mean, um, why people do the things they do, um, why she's responding the way she's responding. And, you know, I help her see it through other people and what other people are doing and that then she reflects and gets what she's doing and that tends to help yeah yeah I mean definitely having an adult that you can talk to that is um is able to reflect back I mean she's lucky that she has you to talk you know about this stuff with um so yeah yeah teenage girls they just go through so much well, and having a, a mentor, I think, is super important for young women, uh, whether it's, you know, whether it's your mom or your aunts or just another trusted adult that exactly. that you can bounce things off of. Um, okay, we're almost done with our with the questions. I have a couple more. Do you identify as a feminist? Yes. What does that mean to you? It means that I believe um, that there's, you know, there's a... There, it's beneficial to have more balance between the feminine and the masculine energy in all people. And so because the feminine has been subjugated for so long, there needs to be a lifting up of the feminine energy. And so that's not necessarily just the female gender. It, it is part of it, but it's like the feminine energy in a lot of ways, like feminine characteristics, feminine, um, um, personalities, those kind of things in men and women, um, it will, will really benefit and kind of rebalance the world a a little bit more, you know? Yes. I just, I so completely agree with that because I think sometimes we focus, you know, and, and I, I focused my whole career on like empowering women and, and doing a lot of things to really support women. 
And at the same time, I think it's super important to be supporting the feminine in men mm-hmm. so that, uh, so that men, you know, feel like, I mean, cause men are socialized to, to, to think they have to be, you know, um, masculine and the breadwinner and that they're a failure if they don't do all these things that, that society tells them they have to do. And I think if we, you know, support men to, um, embrace their feminine a little bit more, <laughs> like we'd all be better off. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that way it goes for like corporations to, you know, to bring out some more feminine energy schools and institutions we need to bring out uh, in the medical field. We want to bring out some more of that feminine energy. So I think it goes like in every in government maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Okay. Last question. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? I'm reading books about teen anxiety. It's research for my next book on teen anxiety. Oh, okay. Do you have any one in particular that you want to share? Um, it is called, um, I'm so terrible because it's a research book. That's okay. We can include it in the show notes if you want to um, share it afterwards. The, the anxiety, the anxiety survival guide for teens. Oh, okay. Cool. The Anxiety Survival Guide for Teens. Um, yeah. And this is part of your research for your next book. Yes. Very cool. Okay. Well, um, Jody, it's been a pleasure talking to you on the Well Woman Show today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks it's been for a pleasure. Here. Thanks. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.